Hi, and welcome to the Art Teacher Mentor Podcast, where we explore the intersection of teaching, art, and personal growth in and out of the classroom. Join me, Lauren Nolte, as I share insights, strategies, and inspiration to empower art educators and nurture creativity in students. Each episode, we delve into topics such as curriculum development, teaching techniques, fostering artistic expression, and finding balance between teaching and personal artistry. Whether you're an experienced art teacher or just starting your journey, this podcast serves as your mentor and cheerleader. Hey everyone, it's Lauren and I'm so excited to be talking with you all about art supplies. Now as I begin, I am breaking this down as if I am entering a new room and I need to set it up for myself for success. And I will be thinking about the elementary art classroom. Then I will be thinking about the middle school and high school classroom as well. Before we can bring these art supplies into our classroom and go crazy on Amazon or Blick or NASCO or Saks or any of the um, places that you order from, we need to get some storage. And I will tell you all the storage that I use the most. I like to buy those clear bins with a white lid you can get at Target or Walmart or Amazon. I like to buy the six quart bins that hold shoes for my smaller items. And then I like to buy the 16 quart bins with lid that are clear for my larger items. And it's great because it's small enough to move to tables if you're doing a tab room or if kids are doing different um, activities and it's easily um, moved from table to table or from storage shelf to table, um, you can really move it around the room well. And I really like those. They're clear and they're very accessible for your students. I like to use the bins for items that I may, may not necessarily use every day or every class period. Um, what goes in those bins would be, um, I'll tell you all about that in just a little bit. But the next storage item that I like to have in my classroom are some type of cups or something where I can place um, pencils in, scissors, erasers, stumps, that sort of thing, um, setting up. A lot of times teachers like to put those on the table and leave in the center of the table. I do not like to do that. I like to leave it on my wall um, and my because um, I have and I told you on my last episode I have a wall of storage and that is where I like to keep mine but if you don't have the room leaving it on a table or a cart on the side that is a great option ultimately whatever you choose it needs to be easily understood where items go it should be accessible for all students or accessible enough for your table managers to take care of and it should be easily um, taken out and put away cleaned up that sort of thing um, if you have um, English language speakers and learners um, it's a great idea to label these bins you can do it with just the word um, but really I've always been taught and and how you always do it is to put a picture of the item. So take a photograph of the picture, uh, sorry, take a photo photograph of your supply, um, print it out, laminate it, glue it to the side of the bin. Um, 
I think that's really the best practice, um, especially for your younger kids or your EL le learners. Okay, the last thing I wanna talk about with storage <clears throat> is look around your classroom at your cabinets, um, if you have any um, rolling carts or shelves, how can you utilize them and plan your storage for your supplies that we're gonna be talking about today. Um, when I taught elementary, I um, had one of those large TV carts, and of course, we don't have those large TVs anymore because we have computers and we have flat screens. So it's kind of like this rolling cart that no one used, and it was three-tiered, and I used that to store my um, clay, my um, clay that needed to get fired into the kiln, and I also used it for um, paint distribution. I had a large one and I had a small one. And when I taught elementary, I um, distributed the paint for the kids and I left the paint in the center of the room when it was paint day. And so I would just roll that really cart around each one of my students. So look for those kind of supplies around your school. It does not have to be brand new. All of these bins that I talk about as well, cups, they could be um, solo cups. They don't have to be brand new. If you want to buy new, that can come later. Don't put all of your money and um, thought into those supplies. They don't have to match. Just let them be clear if possible or labeled clearly for your students. Okay, so let me go ahead and talk about elementary first. Um, if you don't teach elementary, I would still listen because um, maybe I'll talk about something that I may not mention for middle school and you may want to incorporate it. So, um, first of all, pencils. I'm really going to start really basic here, everybody, because I feel like I, d I just don't want to miss out on something. And I still probably will. <laughs> Y'all bear with me. But um, this is just kind of my order of things. Pencils. Number two pencils for elementary um, you can buy those little golf pencils if you want, um, so they can draw. I love teaching my students not to erase when they're in elementary. Um, they're also shorter for their little hands. You can get them in a pack, a large pack on Amazon. Um, I think those are great. And also if you lose them, it's not a full long pencil, it's a half pencil. So I think those are great supplies to have for elementary. Um, the next thing is color pencils. I personally love praying color pencils if I'm buying the class set because I can get it with a light blue and a light pink color whereas Crayola it doesn't come with um, those colors. Um, I love Crayola, Crayola as well so if you could get Crayola color pencil pack and the praying color pencil pack and then get the multicultural Crayola color pencil back, pack. If you can get all three of those you'll be set up for your um, elementary classroom I think. I think those are really great choices. So since those pencils don't have erasers I like to purchase the pink pearl erasers and leave on the desk for elementary. Um, they, they can return those to you after every class and I will tell you in my experience um, the reason why I don't prefer the pencils with the um, erasers is they will erase the eraser down to the nub in one class. It's quite comical, but you, you don't want to really, you're really setting the tone in elementary, and I will talk about that in another podcast episode, I'm sure, but, you know, you're really teaching them that it's okay to make mistakes, and we don't have to erase after everything, so um, I just don't think that we don't 
we don't need a lot of erasers going on there. Just the pink, pink pearl erasers. Um, you do want to have um, a hand sharpener. I like the hand sharpener with the little um, container, so that way they don't have to stand over the trash can. But you can also get just some old butter cups or yogurt cups or something, you know, recyclable and turn that into a sharpener um, bin at your table. So if you don't have a sharpener that um, holds the, the, the shavings, they can dump it in that bin. And then during cleanup, they can clean that up um, and dump it in the trash can and prepare it for the next students. For elementary, I like to buy Broadline Crayola markers. I don't like to purchase the pointed markers, the thin. I just teach my students how they can draw thin lines and thick lines with Broadline markers. And um, I think that works really well. Also, I purchase oil pastels. I have purchased Craypaws for elementary as well as Crayola. And then you can buy the neon uh, oil pastels. I think they're from Sargent. I'm not quite sure. Um, I think those are really fun too. Just know that those are a little bit more expensive. That's more of a purchase for our wish list and maybe not just to get our classroom started. They're more expensive and they really wear out quick, quickly. So if you're putting your money into good use, I would put it into the Craypaws or the Crayola. And I like to purchase the Craypaws in the class pack and the Crayola. I like to purchase um, the class pack as well just to get your basics. But if you buy the individual um, Crayolas, it does give you a lot more variety if you buy the um, packages of like, I don't know how much, it's like 16 or whatever. I think that is really cool. Um, they have a lot of variety. I also like the Crayola Oil Pastels for elementary because they have a shape on them that where they don't roll off the table and the Craypaws do roll off the table a little bit more because they're um, rounded. And so the, I think those are great choices. And let's not forget Sharpies. We definitely need to add them to our, to our elementary list. They are wonderful to use um, as a drawing tool and then when they paint, the Sharpie will still show through and they can even um, layer another layer of Sharpie on top of their paints, which work really well. They also work really well with watercolor because um, they don't um, uh, bleed at, when they get wet. So if you would use like Crayola, um, Crayola markers or some type of um, water, non-waterproof marker that would bleed. So I mention, mentioned watercolor and in elementary, this is just my opinion, but I feel there is no reason to have pan watercolors. I feel it should all be concentrated liquid watercolors. You can make such wonderful colors or you can squirt out um, the watercolors and have them mix and they're not digging into the, um, the trays. No matter how much I've taught my students, I would still have a few that did that. And I don't know if it's just because it's such a cool texture or they weren't listening or maybe I didn't teach it well. Um, I always had a few that just, they would make the um, paper, it would be shiny. And so I'd have to go and reteach it. And it really does take up a lot of time. And the way I approach my teaching in elementary is I'm teaching them maybe once a week or maybe once every other week. Um, 
I don't teach, I didn't teach them every day. And so what do I want them to learn in this short amount of time? Do I want to spend the time um, reminding them don't, you know, paint thick with watercolor? Or do I want to spend my time giving them that fun experience of um, liquid watercolor that is more, um, uh, more organized for them? and they can mix their own colors that way. That's what I want them to learn more is color mixing. To continue the paint conversation, let's talk about tempera. Tempera is a great resource in the classroom. I personally love Crayola Premier Tempera. It is vibrant and opaque. The kids love it and it mixes really well. I also like to purchase Alpha Biggies or the Richardson Tempera Cakes. The Richardson Tempera Cakes come in a variety of colors and sizes. You can buy them with the tray or without the tray, so it really accommodates your budget. I also like that you can get them in neon or metallic. You can get them in primaries and secondaries, and you can even customize it. You can buy the tray separately or just use like muffin tins, I also like the Alpha Biggies. They are nice and opaque and they work really well. To me, they don't have a lot of variety in colors, but they're a great starting spot. They're also pretty pricey too, but you don't need a lot of temper cakes for your classroom. If you have about seven tables, then you only need like seven trays for me and then your kids can share. I also would use like muffin tins or those silicone muffin, uh, those muffin little gripper things that you put in the oven. And I would put my cakes in there so the kids can uh, customize their palette. They can pull them out and bring closer to their paper and return them and it's easily shareable. So those are all really great resources on temper cakes. Um, for their painting, absolutely have a messy mat and you can make this out of anything newspaper newsprint um, poster board and I like to pre-cut all of mine to match the table um, size like say for instance if my students papers which we'll talk about paper in a second if everyone's paper is no bigger than like 16 by 20 then I would make sure that my um, messy mats were like 20 by 24 um, so make them a little bit bigger and kind of plan out your sizes that way and have that messy map. In elementary, I do like to purchase the spill-proof water cups because you, um, it's heartbreaking whenever a sweet little angel knocks over their artwork, I mean, knocks over their water and gets all over their artwork. That is just so sad. Or if it's, they knock it over on someone else's, that's just it's just the worst and it just can break their little hearts. So I personally like to purchase um, a cup and I have two kids share one cup. So um, if there's four kids to a table, there are two cups. Um, that way it makes it easy for the students to go and grab their art supplies. And I'll have like say two students um, pair up and the other two pair up and um, one student will get the water cup and one student would get the brushes for that one table or however you want to organize it. But um, I like doing it that way. 
For your paintbrushes, really any paintbrush will work in the elementary classroom. The kids are pretty rough on them. You do need to spend some time teaching them how to properly use the paintbrush so they don't uh, put the bristles down too hard or make it have crazy hair. Uh, my favorite paintbrush, if I had to choose, though, would be the, um, I think it's called, like, Big Kids um, by Royal, Royal, Royal Langnickel. They're red um, and green paintbrushes with a little gripper. The uh, green paintbrush that's the Big Kid is um, round, and the red brushes are flat, and you can get them in a variety of sizes. I um, had small to large on both. Um, I think the largest is like a size six or eight and the smallest is like a two on the size and those lasted forever. I love them and I highly recommend. My go-to construction paper is True Ray construction paper. I buy a lot of black and then I buy um, warm colors and cool colors. I buy a couple of neutrals, especially gray, and I usually buy them in like 9 by 12, and then I buy them in the bigger size sometimes, and I'll cut them in half or trim them down to 11 by 14, and they look really well, they look really great on, um, if you're using like gel pens or if you're using oil pastels, I love to use like cool pastels on warm paper or warm pastels on cool paper. It makes a really vibrant effect and reminds me of the Fobs. I really love the Fobs, so I do a lot. I did a lot of that when I taught elementary. Uh, if you get that construction paper uh, donated that is not the fade resistant and it's kind of crummy looking, don't throw it away. Find ways to use it, whether it's, it's a messy mat or a little um, buffer for something or a stencil or a shape that you can cut out. Um, maybe don't hoard thousands of papers, but keep a little bit on the side because it is good to use the quote unquote uglier construction paper, um, you know, just to have as a, a little helper for something. Um, practice. Um, that way you don't have to use all of your good true ray paper and run through it. Make sure you're using that for, for the lessons that you um, have thought out and you're uh, prepared for. For plain white paper to paint on, it's important that you get a heavy weight paper. I like the Pack-On uh, mixed media paper. There's also a Ucreate mixed media paper. Anything that is 90 pounds or heavier. If it's less than 90 pounds, you're going to run into wrinkling and tearing and the paper showing through, uh, see-through. If the kids are painting it too hard, they can also just paint too much and make a hole. And so um, that's with tempera paint. Uh, you can also use watercolor on this mixed media paper. However, I would go ahead and buy watercolor paper as well. You can buy this student grade watercolor paper. It's not gonna be a heavy tooth, it's pretty smooth. And so if you're gonna put your money anywhere, I would put your budget into nice paper for a certain amount of lessons and then have some more of the, the cheaper options for other lessons. So if you're just wanting to teach a technique and you want them to do a value scale with watercolor, use the 
cheaper watercolor paper, but then for their actual lesson, use the nicer watercolor paper. And the watercolor paper that I order is Blick watercolor paper. And to me, it's just not as strong as say Strathmore or Canson. So if you can afford Strathmore or Canson, get that. But if you can't, Blick is a good choice or the mixed media paper that is 90 pounds or heavier. Other items for paper would be tissue paper. Um, I love purchasing tissue paper that um, bleeds, but you can also get the tissue paper that doesn't bleed because each one serves its own purpose. Also collage paper or scrapbook paper is a great choice and origami paper. For sketchbook paper, I would make my sketchbooks for my elementary students. I've also done this in middle school, but I think I might continue it in middle school. I haven't decided yet, but let me explain. So in elementary, I would make their sketchbook by printing out a cover page that had my name and information on it. And then the next couple of pages would be um, getting to know them activities and questions and things like that. Also, it would be some just kind of elements and principles. You can kind of organize that however you want, and I can talk about that on a later episode, but I would say about the first 10 pages was some type of typed up item, and then I would put 50 pages or so, give or take, with that, and then I would run it through my copier and set it to staple three uh, staples on the side, and I would do that for however many students I had. So when it came out, I had handmade sketchbooks and then I would tape their edges I would bind them when I changed elementary schools and went to a different district they had a printing service which I've never been to another school district that has this or at least that I'm aware of it was luxury so I would put in an order basically of what I just explained to y'all but then I could color code things so for my um kindergarten they all had red covers and backings and then they had like a black um spine that the printer I would send it off and the printer would do it the in-house school printer and then for first grade would be orange um second grade would be yellow and so forth and so on so it'd be like the rainbow order and that was a great way to have the kids um draw and sketch daily and keep all their little drawings together. In elementary, those babies just want to draw, 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 and they will want to leave your classroom with hundreds of papers. So if you make them a little sketchbook, they can keep it in their classroom. They'll go get it when they walk in, have a seat, draw on their sketchbook with their little golf pencil, and you have a nice little setup. Okay, the next couple of things I want to run through pretty quickly just so I don't make this a hour-long episode and um, I want to talk about glue of course Elmer's glue that's the end-all be-all for me glue bottles glue sticks scissors I love Fiskars um, I think investing in a nice pair of scissors is important with a rounded tip not a pointed tip and also some of those fun scissors with the different edges on them I think those are a great choice I actually just ordered some for my middle school students I can't wait to share them this will be the first time I've used them in middle school. I usually just do it for elementary. Um, 
The next thing is rulers, and we definitely need to have those as well as stencils. I love the stencil shapes. I think those are so important for kids to use. And I saw recently when I was making my own Amazon wish list, you can buy the stencils that look like it's a 3D um, cube or a cone. And I think that's really cool, especially for the students that just need that little extra help making those three-dimensional shapes into forms, the illusion. Um, the next thing is uh, printmaking. So I love to do printmaking with my elementary students. We do collagraphs, so we can do that with a manila envelopes, or not envelopes, manila folders, and they can cut and glue, or you can use cardboard. And then I love using just the styrofoam plates um, that you can order uh, pre-cut or just use styrofoam plates from the store and use those. You can carve with pencils and that works really well. I like to purchase block ink for my styrofoam, but also whenever you're creating prints, you can also just use Crayola markers. So you don't necessarily need ink or even paint to do printmaking. There's lots of fun lessons out there. Um, you also need um, some type of thin copy paper or newsprint paper, as well as an ink pen to draw on that. But I wanted to throw those supplies out there as well. And to add one more thing about printmaking, if you do choose to use block print ink or um, tempera paint for your printmaking, you will need um, a type of plexiglass surface, something smooth, and brayers. And I personally like to get, um, if I have, say, 30 students, I like to have at least 15 brayers. So that might sound like a lot, um, but i rather have more than not enough and then kids um, having, you know, trouble not getting their work done quick enough. And I just like the accessibility of it all. Okay, the fibers that you'll need would be felt and then different manipulative small little things kids love gluing together so create an area in your room with like pom-pom paws popsicle sticks um, foil pipe cleaners Google eyes buttons just a bunch of recyclables lids um, have them bring in items so while you're buying all these things uh, bring have the kids bring in items as well um, they love to bring in lids and, you know, containers, all kinds of stuff, cereal boxes. So do utilize that resource as well. And to continue fibers, if you um, have the ability to purchase a loom for your classroom, that would be great. But if not, you can um, just get cardboard and show the kids how to make their own loom. Or you can make the loom for them. You can ask parents to, um, you know, purchase yarn for their student to donate to the classroom. So if everyone brings in a skein of yarn, you have a lot of yarn and can share it amongst all the students. Um, even ask if they have any they want to just donate that's lying around their home. And that's a great option. You can order it as well, but yarn is really expensive to me, I feel, um, to get the amount that you need for your students. So it doesn't hurt to ask and that's just my um, experience when you're weaving you can use a tapestry needle they are not expensive to buy a big bag of them on Amazon or Blick but in the past I've also just used masking tape that I rolled on the edge of the 
yarn whenever I am weaving and the kids, you know, know how to cut it and add more tape and that sort of thing. So both options work. I have decided to break this podcast episode into two. I'm going to focus on elementary in this one and the middle school, high school in the second one because I'm already talking a lot about all these supplies and I haven't even covered half, if y'all can believe it, of my notes. This is insane. I've never really sat down and thought about it this much. So hopefully this has been insightful for you and it is helping you um, kind of plan and maybe learn something new if you are just starting out. And um, so the next thing I want to talk about is clay. Uh, we use low fire clay and you can buy it um, by it's it comes in like a box of two 25 pound bags and I use one bag per class so just think about if you use one 25 pound bag that's per class and that is a good estimate for your you to start you can buy it in white or terracotta you will need toothbrushes I like to use that to score and slip and little containers that you can hold the slip. Those can be recyclables. I bought my toothbrushes at like dollar store. You can buy them in a package of five for like a dollar or two. And I bought like three packages. So that works really well. Um, clay tools. You need, um, I, I have plastic ones that I used for my elementary. I think those are the best because they're easily washed. If you buy the kind with wooden handles, just know that those could get, usually they're wooden handles and metal and they can get rusted or fall apart. I like the ones that are one full piece and that way they last a long time and, and little hands can use them. Uh, you do need some type of table cover or canvas uh, for the clay. Clay roller is nice to have. You can just use a rolling pin. And you do need some type of clay wire um, cutter. If you can get a kiln, that's also a great uh, material to have. But if you don't have one, you can either do like I did and take your uh, work to another school to fire. Or you can do air dry clay. I personally do not like the Crayola air dry clay. And I don't really love the uh, Model Magic either. That's just my personal opinion. I think it's more hassle than it's worth. And hopefully no one's going to be like, Lauren, that's terrible. But I really do feel that way. Um, if you do use Model Magic, you have to have some type of armature. Um, I feel like that works the best. And that could be like aluminum foil or something. And then you could use the Model Magic over it. There are other um, supplies you could use in place of air dry clay that is good air dry clay. I am just not knowledgeable in that. There are probably um, things on there on the internet that you can find. And I might do a research day where I research that for y'all. But I've already talked about so many different supplies. I couldn't just sit and deep dive on the things I didn't know about. And that's really the only thing I don't. I mean, sorry, that's not the only thing I don't know about, but I don't know much about air dry clay other than those two. So, um, the next thing is I'm going to talk about digital things and just a few random odds and ends. All right, the next thing is iPads. Now, iPad in the elementary classroom can be really fun. Um, there's an app called Procreate. 
Procreate that I'm sure you're aware of and the Apple Pencil is a great tool and of course this is a big big wish list item but there are ways to get iPads um, through grants or things like that um, and uh, just keep that on your list don't don't think it's too big of an ask uh, when I taught elementary in Arkansas I got a grant for a class set of iPads and it was amazing that they were my iPads that I kept in my room so um, don't cut yourself off from the dreaming big for those big big wish list items um, the next thing I want to discuss is a few things that I left off and I want to go ahead and just tack them on at the end. One is um, mirrors for self-portraits and you can get those plastic ones online. They're pretty expensive. I believe School Specialty has them for the cheapest that I found and also Amazon you can buy them um, in bulk. But they're like makeup mirrors so just kind of google that and look around and um, find some mirrors i uh, think that's a great tool to have in the classroom the last thing that i want to mention is a light box or a light pad i love tracing in my classroom for students who need it it's a skill that they need to develop and i am not going to tell my children no now while i'm not going to let them trace to turn in artwork and say it's theirs that's a whole different ball game but I, it's a skill building tool especially for my students that need that developmental skill who are um, in special education and that sort of thing I love tracing for that so light boxes and you can get those on Amazon I have even seen people talk about them being at Dollar Tree for five dollars well I've never seen my Dollar Tree for five dollars I have kept my eyes open and I just shared on my um, Instagram page that I bought a 50 package of color pencils for a dollar 25 the Prang color pencils and if you go online they are $20 on Target online but they are a dollar 25 at Dollar Tree they also have dollar 25 Prang tempera paint at Dollar Tree so it's kind of fun to go on a little search and learn from others where you can find all these great deals I would also just say do your research before you go spending money. Um, try to really find the best deals. And if you don't have time looking for the best deals, ask someone. And I know there are teachers in your district that will have this information as well. So I'm going to wrap up here today, guys. I did not realize when I started this episode that it was going to end up being a two-parter but I feel like it only makes sense to have it separated into elementary today and then I will have another one come out with the middle school and high school a lot of these materials can be used in middle school as well um, but I'm actually not going to be talking about them as much as the other supplies that I have on here so um, just stay tuned for that and I know I left off some things like spray bottles and there's just glazes I didn't even add glazes to this but um, I will just add those things to the middle school and high school and just kind of go back so use both of these episodes for your supply list they don't have to be strictly elementary and strictly middle school and high school anyway I hope you'll have a wonderful day enjoy the rest of your summer and I will talk to y'all later bye